Hi, I'm Alex Rubin, and thank you so much for joining me on my daily teaching podcast, Grace to Your World. You know, the more we understand God's grace, the more do we find ourselves empowered to change our world and to live the overcoming life. Now, with that being said, let's get into today's message and grow in our walk with Jesus together. You're in Christ. Your born-again spirit has been joined unto him, but you are now to live in a way where he can flow out through you. You see, he wants to work in you. He wants to do some things through you. That's what it means that he imparts the grace of God. Are you guys tracking with me here tonight? Praise God. You see, this is how grace teaches us. The Bible says that grace teaches us. Now, how does grace teach us, guys? Sometimes people think, well, grace teaches us in a way similar to the law, But you see, I'm going to also show you at some point a scripture where you're going to see very clearly that you cannot combine the pattern of the law and the pattern of grace. You see, the pattern of the law was a set of rules. You know, it was the Ten Commandments. It was like, uh, thou shalt not do this. Thou shalt not do that. In other words, sometimes people think, well, grace is teaching you in a way where it's like, you know, God is saying, don't do that. And, and, and then what you're going to do is you're going you're gonna to work hard to not cuss today or, you know, you're going to work hard uh, to not do this thing, you know, that, 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 that you do sometimes or whatever the case may be. But that's not how grace teaches you. You see, you know, grace teaches you by revealing to your heart God's love, God's grace, God's goodness. And what that is going to do is that's going to create transformation from the inside out. Look at Philippians chapter 2, verse 13 in the New Living Translation. Philippians chapter 2, verse 13 in the NLT uh, puts this very clearly, guys. He says in verse 13, NLT, Philippians 2, 13, watch this now. This is grace, God, guys. This is the Holy Spirit imparting the grace of God. He says, for God is working in you. Say out loud, God is working in me. Type it in the chat. God is working in me. God is working in me. He says, God is working in you, giving you the desire and the power to do what pleases him. You see, you see, this is grace, guys. This is grace. And so maybe you're struggling, you know, maybe sometimes you're struggling with even getting into the word, you know, you're, you're, you, you, you feel like, you know, in your emotions, you kind of got this thing where you feel like you want to do all this other stuff. You don't really want to spend time with the Lord or, you know, you don't really want to go to church or whatever the case may be. Well, I want you to understand that as you begin to cultivate your relationship with Jesus through the Holy Spirit, as you begin to understand his love for you, as you begin to look at what he has done for you, friend, glory to God. You see, the, you see, the Holy Spirit is always going to point to the finished works of Jesus. He's always going to point to what Jesus did for you on the cross. Glory to God, where he shed his precious blood on that cross. Why did he do it, guys? He did it uh, because he loved us. You see, now as you believe in that, as you put your faith in that, as you remember that Holy Spirit is going to make, is he's going to reveal the love of God in your heart, and he's going to create that transformation from the inside out. Guys, I'm speaking from my own experience. You see, I'm I'm, I'm, I'm here teaching the word, and I'm, I'm so, I feel so blessed that God is actually, you know, that he's, uh, that he's letting me do this, you know, really, that he's, that he, that he's, 
told me to do it, that he's letting me do it. It's a privilege, but he's, he's given me the desire to do it, guys. You see, you see, I used to have all kinds of other desires. <laughs> you know, I, I, um, I didn't grow up in church. I never thought I would be a minister, but God, you know, God's the one who gave me the desire, and, and God's the one who put that in my heart, and it came in the same way. And so what I'm trying to tell you guys here is, is that you might feel right now in your emotions that you don't think you want to you want to do what God wants you to do. You might think in your emotions, glory to God in your unrenewed mind. You might think that you have uh, something else you want to do and God wants you to do this thing, but you're not really sure if you want to do it. Glory to God. What I'm telling you is that as you cultivate your relationship with Him, praise God, as you spend some time with Him, as you spend time with the Holy Spirit, as you spend time in His Word, as you understand His grace, His faith, his love, his kindness, his compassion towards you. Well, what that's going to do is it's going to change you from the inside out. Glory to God. It is going to change your desires. You see, the way that grace teaches you is uh, that he is going to, as you let him, he's going he's gonna to rearrange the furniture in your heart, you see. And pretty soon what happens is the stuff that you used to want to do, you don't want to do it no more. And all of a sudden, all you want to do is what God wants you to do. All you want to do is, is you want to be in his presence. All you want to do is uh, you want to uh, fulfill the purpose that he has for you. You see, this is how he creates transformation, guys. This is how grace teaches you. Uh, this is how the Holy Spirit imparts the grace of God in your heart. You see, it happens from the inside out. Now, what is your role? Your role is this, guys. This is your role. Your role is, is to believe. Your role is to believe. How do you see the power and the presence and the activity of the Holy Spirit in your life, guys, it is through believing. It's through believing. Look at this verse here in John, St. John, John's Gospel, chapter 6, verses uh, 28 and 29 in the New Living Translation. St. John, chapter 6, verses uh, 28 through 29 in the New Living Translation. This is a radical truth, guys that we've, uh, I've taught on this before, and I just want to get back to it, and I want to show you this. Uh, this is, um, he says in verse 28, they were talking to Jesus. And so the context here is that they were seeing Jesus doing these miracles, and so they followed him, and they said, man, man, we want to do these works of God too. We want to see God's miracles in our lives. And so they said, well, what do we have to do? Watch, watch this. He, they, here, verse 28 says, they replied, we want to perform God's works too, what should we do? <laughs> I love this, guys. They said, what should we do? So they were looking for something to do. And I love what Jesus says here in verse 29. Verse 29, Jesus told them, this is the only work that God wants from you. This is the only work God wants from you guys. Believe in the one he has sent. Praise God. You see, your only work as a born-again New Covenant believer is to believe. <laughs> you know, really, the, the job description, guys, of a, of a believer is to believe. And we're going to get back into this. The Lord is really showing me that what He wants me to do is He wants me to really get, get, get back into really showing you the difference between the pattern of the law and the pattern of grace. You see, the pattern of the grace of God. I want you to understand, oh, glory to God. What I want you to get here, child of God, is, is that nothing, 
Nothing in the Christian life, guys, is ever earned or deserved. You see? You see? Because, because the Bible says, he says in Colossians, as you have received Christ Jesus the Lord, so walk in him. And so, in other words, in the same way that you got saved, you are called to walk in him. Well, how did you get saved, guys? Through your performance? Through your self-effort? No. You got saved because you believed in Jesus, right? It was by his grace. And then what you did is you took possession of it by faith. You see, by grace, through faith. And so, and so in the very same way, you live your Christian life. And so what I'm getting at is this. The Holy Spirit is the spirit of grace. Now, grace, the, the spirit of grace is going to be able to work in your life Help me to articulate this, Lord. He's going he's gonna, to he's gonna work in your life, child of God, to the degree that you keep your eyes, your focus on Jesus, glory to God, that you, that you keep your attention on the cross and the finished work of uh, the cross. The Holy Spirit is always going to point you to the finished works of uh, Jesus. And so, in other words, the Holy Spirit is not going to give you a set of rules to follow to try to get God to do something. No, He's going to instruct you. He's going to guide you. He's going to give you some promptings that you then want to act on. But the, 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 what He's doing is He's, he's not it's not performance to try to get stuff from God. No, glory to God. You see, the Holy Spirit is going to lead you in works of faith, guys. You see, there's works of the law and there's works of faith. What are works of faith? Works of faith are always going to be born out of your faith in Jesus. You see, works of faith are going to be born out of what I believe Jesus has already done. Praise God, guys. I believe Jesus 2,000 years ago, when he shed his blood, he made me righteous. I believe Jesus 2,000 years ago already healed me. I believe Jesus delivered me. I believe Jesus made me sound. I believe Jesus made his unmerited favor available 2,000 years ago. And so, child of God, you are you are waiting for God to heal you. Well, God is saying, well, I took care of healing 2,000 years ago. And so the Holy Spirit is going to, he's going to impart some faith to you as well. You see, you see, faith is a fruit of the Spirit. And so Holy Spirit imparts grace. Holy Spirit imparts faith. And Holy Spirit is going to confirm the word of God to your heart. Holy Spirit is going to point you to the Lord Jesus. And the Holy Spirit is going to speak to you about the fact that with his stripes you were healed 2,000 years ago. Yeah, I can't see it in my body yet. There's some symptoms in my body, but praise God, I walk by faith and not by sight. Praise God, I believe the word of God. Holy Spirit is confirming the word of God to my heart that I was already healed, you see. You see, and so and so what he's going to do is, is Holy Spirit... He's going to point you to Jesus. He's going to guide you. He's going to direct you. He's going to give you some promptings. And so, works of faith is born out of your faith in Jesus. Glory to God. It's what you believe Jesus already did. And, 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 and then works of faith is going to be inspired by the Holy Spirit, you see. You see, Holy Spirit says you're already healed. Well, now in the natural, Alex, I'm going to have to make some decisions. You know, doctor says this thing. What should I do? Should I do this? Because, guys, you don't want to, you know, do anything foolish. We don't, you know, it's not like we don't say, well, don't listen to what the doctor is saying. No. But while you're going through that process, maybe you're going through a process. Maybe there's a, you know, some treatment you have to go through. Whatever the case may be, all the way through that, you hold on to this word that you're getting that Jesus healed you. And remember, we've told you a few weeks ago, the Bible always talks about faith and patience. Why does he talk about patience? Why does he relate faith with patience? Well, it's because there's always going to be a period of time between when I say I believe 
that Jesus healed me and when the healing shows up in my life, you see. And see, this is why the Holy Spirit is crucial because as I believe the only way that you can walk by faith and not by sight is, is through the Holy Spirit. Because the Holy Spirit, guys, this is what I was saying earlier too, He's going to make spiritual truths real to you. And so He's going to speak to you about some things that will not make sense to your mind. There's a, a verse where He talks about that the natural man, the natural person, the person who just lives by the five senses and the intellect, they can't receive the things of the Spirit of God. Are you catching me, guys? Are you catching me, Grace World Online community? Are you catching me? <laughs> and so, Holy Spirit is going to reveal some things to you. It's not going to make sense to your mind. It does not make sense in the natural for me to be experiencing a sickness and, and to say, praise God, I believe I was healed with the stripes of Jesus. But that's what faith does, you see. Now, how do you walk in that? It's by the Holy Spirit. The Spirit of grace, guys, you see. And so he's still, gonna, he's still going to uh, prompt you to do some things, but it's always going to be works of faith. It's always going to be you, he's going to position you to walk into the manifestation of the finished works of Jesus Christ, you see. It's not works of the law. It's not trying to get God to do. It's not trying to do good deeds because then you believe God is going to bless you. No, Holy Spirit is always going to point you to Jesus. Glory to God. <laughs> that's awesome, guys. Man, that's pretty good. I don't even exactly know how we ended up here, but this is, uh, this is I, I believe this is what the Lord would have us hear here tonight. And so nothing in the life of a, of a born-again believer, guys, is ever earned or deserved. This is awesome. You see, the, the, the more that you can stop trying to earn the blessings, the more that you can stop trying to uh, qualify for the breakthrough, the more you are positioning yourself now to receive the favor of God. You know, going back to what we started with, rebuilding the temple, he told Zerubbabel, it's not going to be by your might or by your power. It's going to be by my grace. In other words, it's not going to be by what you do. It's not going to be because you earned it. It's not going to be because you deserved it. No, uh, glory to God. It's going to be because I'm good. It's going to be because I love you. It's going to be because I have decided to make my unmerited favor available to you. And so Holy Spirit will point us to Jesus. Holy Spirit will point us to the finished works of the cross. And then what he's going to do is he's going to help us to walk out this journey as believers. Guys, we are on a journey together. Amen. Uh, we believe God for certain things. We don't see them yet. Uh, there's challenges going on. We're struggling with stuff. But Holy Spirit is our companion on this journey. And he's going to guide us if we let him. He's going to guide us into the promised land. He's going to guide us into what Jesus already died for us to obtain, guys. You see? You see? Because I want you to remember that when Jesus said on the cross, he said, it is finished. Now, what, did, what was he talking about? He, he was talking about salvation, right? Now, guys, what I want you to remember is, is that salvation is not only talking about going to heaven. No, salvation is, it comes from the Greek word zozo, and that word means healed. It means delivered. It means you being brought to a place of safety. It, it means you having your needs supplied. Child of God, I want you to understand. That's what Jesus died for you for. He died on the cross to set you free from sin. He died on the cross to deal with all of our sins. In fact, he dealt with the sins of the world 2,000 years ago, praise God. 
But now what's required on our part is we gotta, we got to believe it. we got to put our faith in it. we got to put our faith in Jesus, receive him. But what I want you to understand is, is part of the salvation that Jesus died for us to have, guys, is, is really everything that we need in this life to live a godly, successful life. In, in other words, God has an assignment for you. Now, God has already made available what you need to walk out that assignment. Perhaps we'll get to this at some point here in the next few weeks as well. There's a scripture where he talks about how the Holy Spirit... In the Amplified Bible, he says he's got security deposit. And so, in other words, Holy Spirit has taken the Holy Spirit basically is responsible for, for God being able to do what he wants to do in your life. <laughs> is he? And so when you learn to trust the Holy Spirit, he actually takes responsibility for the success that you're going to see in your life. You see, because God, Jesus, made it available. Now, the Holy Spirit's job is, one of his functions is, is to bring the finished works of Jesus Christ into manifestation in the earth realm. You see? And so, guys, the Holy Spirit is crucial. Holy Spirit is crucial. We're pretty much out of time already. I want to just finish it off here. Actually, hang on. Let me see. Lord, where do you want us to... Um, where do you want us to finish off here tonight? Yeah, let's go to um, let's go to Second Corinthians chapter three. Second Corinthians chapter three, verses um, five and six, and um, and we'll end it here for for tonight. And we're just going to get more into this, guys. And um, you know, these Wednesday, these Tuesday nights it used to be Wednesday nights. These Tuesday nights are always kind of, uh, you know, we, 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 Tuesday nights are a good opportunity to just kind of see where the Spirit is going to take us. And um, I'm just once again seeing, guys, we're just barely scratching the surface. There's so much to share on this because, you know, you want to understand this thing, child of God, that if you don't live by the Spirit, if you don't learn to live by the Spirit, well, the only other option you have is to live by the law. You see, the Bible says in the book of Galatians that those who are led by the Spirit are not under the law. And what, he, what it really is is that those who are led by the Spirit are not operating under the pattern of the law. The pattern of the law is you trying to perform, is you trying to do things in your own self-effort. And how many of us guys have been there? How many of us guys have struggled with this? And it's like, man, Alex, I get what you're saying, you know, but how do I really do this? So that's what we want to get into. That's what we want to get into is, is how, do you, how do you actually let go of, man, I, I feel like I got, I got to make stuff happen. Or, I'm, you know, Alex, I feel like I got to do this thing. Otherwise, maybe God is not going to do this thing. How do you get away from that? That's what we're really going to get into over the next few weeks, I believe. But I want to end it with, with this here. 2 Corinthians chapter 3, verse 5. Where he says, and this is how we are called to live, guys. This is awesome. He says, not that we are sufficient of ourselves to think anything as of ourselves, but our sufficiency is of God. Glory to God. And so he says, I'm not sufficient of myself to think as anything, anything as of myself. In other words, any good that happens in my life as a, as a Christian, as a believer, 
I'm not going to be able to boast about that. You see, you see, God blesses us guys, not because of anything we do. You see, it's, it's because God is good and because Jesus, through shedding his blood 2,000 years ago, has dealt with what he needed to deal with so that we can have access to the unmerited favor of God, you see. You see, and so, and so what does this mean? That in this life as, our, as, as believers, we are to think as no, nothing as being of ourselves in our own strength or self-effort, but our sufficiency or our ability is of God. Remember, renewing your strength, waiting for the Lord. Thank you, Lord. By the way, the way you wait for the Lord is by practicing His presence, practicing the presence of the Holy Spirit, living in an intimate fellowship with the Holy Spirit. He says you will renew your strength. And remember, to renew your strength means to exchange my weakness for His strength. I'm exchanging my inability for His ability. And so how do I get away from self-effort and performance, guys? I must once again recognize my inability. And why? So that I can depend on His ability. And what that is, guys, it's, it's, it's going to make you humble. It's very humbling to realize that, that no matter who we are, no matter what we do, we can't do anything in our own strength. Not if we want to see, you know, things from God. You know, you can do all kinds of stuff in a worldly sense, which is just going to be that. It's going to be worldly. It's going to be temporal. It's just going to be, you know, the stuff of the world. But to have anything that's lasting, guys, anything that's of eternal value, if you want to see that, you're not going to be able to do that in your strength and effort. It's going to come through your dependence on God. Now look at verse 6. We'll end it here. He says, Who also has made us able ministers of the New Testament. And so you are a minister of the New Testament. You see, this is not just talking about full-time ministry. No, I want you to know every believer is a minister. And ministry is simply you sharing with the world, sharing with other people what you've received from God. God gives you a gift. You're sharing that gift. That's your ministry. You see, you might work in a certain industry. doesn't matter. God gives you a gift. You're sharing that gift within that industry. That's your ministry. You see, you see. And so God wants every born-again believer to be a minister, not of the Old Testament, guys. He says, of the New Testament. Then he goes on to say, not of the letter, but of the Spirit. The letter is referring to the law, the letter of the law, the law of Moses. And so he says, we're not ministers of the law, but of the Spirit. Notice the contrast, law, letter, Spirit. And he says, for the letter killeth, but the Spirit giveth life. Living by the letter, living by the law, it killeth, he says. It literally, it's going to kill your progress. It's going to kill what you're able to do. It's going it's to block you, ultimately, from receiving what God wants to do. But the Spirit, the Holy Spirit, He's going to give some life. He's going to enable you to do some things that you couldn't do in your own strength. 
Hey guys, thank you so much for joining me today. I'm Alex Rubit. You have been listening to Grace to Your World. Be sure to join me again on our next podcast as we continue growing in our understanding of God's grace. Now to learn more about our ministry and to download the full-length audio of this and other teachings, simply head to graceworldonline.org. For information on how to become a Grace Vision partner or how to make a gift of any amount to our ministry, simply head to graceworldonline.org forward slash give. And I pray that you continue to see God's grace manifesting richly in your life. And I look forward to talking to you again on our next podcast.